1: This is Bloomberg Business of Sports. We're in a situation that we
2: haven't dealt with in modern times.
3: The pandemic here has really accelerated the investments that we've been advocating for for years.
2: From a macro standpoint, I think our sport industry is really forced to look at the business a little bit differently.
1: In-depth conversations with the leaders in the sports industry. Esports is a good aberration. We're still moving forward. We're part of something much bigger than the sport right now. The health and safety of our stakeholders is what's most important. Every moment, I think, we're all from a business perspective thinking about the impact that the virus is having across the country. Bloomberg Business of Sports from Bloomberg Radio. Hi, everyone. I'm Jason Kelly. And I'm Mike Lynch. And I'm Michael Barr. And this is the Bloomberg Business of Sports podcast, where we explore the big money issues in the world of sports. Well, today
3: we are more than delighted to be talking with Seth Waugh. He is the CEO of the PGA of America in a very timely way, joining us from down in South Carolina. Big tournament coming up uh, this weekend as we look at a return to normal of sorts. Golf has been on the front end of helping us feel that way in many ways. So Seth tell us about where you are, what it feels like down there and and what you're expecting.
2: Yeah, thanks and thanks for having me uh Jason Mike and Mike. It's great to be with you all and uh and really appreciate your interest. Um I'm at uh, Kiwa Island uh sitting outside the uh the Ocean Course right now where the best players in the world the best field in golf uh is playing in the the in the PGA Championship, which is the second major of the year. Uh the weather's perfect, the course is perfect and uh uh now all I gotta do is just stay out of the way and let the magic kinda happen. Um so it's uh uh it's great to be here and you know, as you say, it's normal ish Um, you know, the uh the masks are off outdoors. Um we're we're uh, uh wearing them indoors. There's a, there's a bubble for the players which is, you know, protected. Um but uh uh you know, the following C D C guidelines and, and how the world is opening up, uh hopefully Almost as fast as it closed, or at least the U.S. Uh, is opening up. Um, you know, we're uh, we're trying to respect uh, the new guidelines and, and rules, and and uh, let people live again. And so we feel like this is a, a chance for people to get outdoors and do something in a safe and responsible way. Actually, be around people again. So we are respecting uh, the new guidelines of the CDC and um we've we had a sellout crowd it sold out in less than a week last August um and uh uh we had to um sort of shrink the field a bit uh, to to follow state and local guidelines uh but it is um you know, we are uh, holding uh, the largest uh, golf term tournament in terms of fans. It's held since the pandemic started. Um, it uh, We're in a uh, state and a location that allows for masks uh, to not need to be worn outdoors, and, and we are uh, following that and excited about it. The fans are, uh, are excited to be here. It's nice. You can tell people just, uh, you know, needed to get outdoors mm-hmm. and, and be around other people. So... It'll look like a, uh, you know, it's it's an amazing site, and it's one that, um, you know, has, uh, uh, isn't the biggest piece of property on earth, and so the the amount of fans will will look uh, very uh, major championship-like. So we're excited about it. And the atmosphere just couldn't be sort of more grateful, more happy. The players are gushing about the course and the weather. It's it's great to be, you know, here and, and living again. Got a lot of big names there. Unfortunately,
1: one name not there: Tiger Woods. Obviously, we know what happened. He uh, suffered an accident, and he's recovering right now. Uh, what does it mean for that void of not having a Tiger Woods there? And has it uh, impacted uh, the draw for the tournament?
2: It, it well, it's a great question. You know, we have ninety nine of the top hundred players in, in the world here, so it's the strongest field in golf, and and excited to see them play. Obviously you always want to have Tiger in, in everything, um for as long as we possibly can. Hopefully he'll be back, you know, at some point. Uh but hopefully, you know, more importantly he, he gets to live a full life. Um the uh you know, he has always been a seismic change to every event and, and there's no denying that and um he's the biggest draw wherever he is. Having said that, you know, there are an awful lot of other um you know uh you know names and players that have uh developed quite a following and and they're all here um and so you know he he uh he changes the the atmosphere uh, for sure in in the same way that you know Muhammad Ali did and mm-hmm. you know some you know certain athletes over Michael Jordan others kind of over the uh course of history um and uh they come along you know kind of once a generation and we we're lucky to have them for a long time but uh, there's so many great stories here, um, and and uh, the field, excuse me, the fan, you know, it, it sold out um, in less than a week, as I said earlier, and and uh, sadly we couldn't accommodate everybody who bought a ticket. We had to shrink the uh, shrink it a, a bit, but um, it certainly hasn't affected the draw, and and uh, I don't think it will affect the ratings either.
1: Hey, Seth, it's Mike Lynch up in Boston. Uh, Great to chat with you again. Uh, You did wonderful things up here with the Deutsche Bank and the TPC down in Norton. And uh, I know you're going to do great things with the PGA of America. You said recently that golf was the answer to the pandemic. I I think I have a pretty good hunch of what you mean by
3: that. Can, Can you share it with our with our listeners?
2: Yeah, it's great to hear a, a home accent again, Lynchy. Uh, <laughs> <but>, uh, <laughs> it makes me feel like I'm home. Uh, you know, I, I think the answer might be a little uh, a little overdone, but one of the answers, uh, I think for sure, you know, we took, the, you know, like everybody else in March last year, uh, you know, we shot and, and sort of were trying to figure out what, um, uh, you know, sort of what to do, what was safe, what was safe and responsible. And, like you know every other industry the golf industry was shattered and closed, and um you know we had twenty eight thousand uh members out there trying to make a living and so uh, we were trying to help them give them the best advice we could and and do everything we could to get everybody to the other side and We did an emergency relief fund and a number of other things to help them individually and then, as we Kind of begin to gather ourselves. We kind of had an epiphany that um, you know golf could be part of the solution rather than part of the problem, right? If you think about it, if you and I carried our own bag and walked on an empty golf course, um, you know that's pretty safe, right? At the at the core uh, of what golf is, it's a walk in a park and in beautiful places like this week in Kewa. Uh And so we we I sort of challenged our team to say, um, you know, how do we create? The same CDC uh, kind of you know how do we go with the CDC guidelines which are just emerging, and um, and think about how do we have you know sort of um, safe golf right and um, and and you know be part of what we think could help people as opposed to um, you know uh, to to put them in danger situations. We also had you know our 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 pros were, were out there kind of on the front line and trying to figure out what was safe. Could you touch a pin? Could you you know, a Bunker, all those sort of things. And so we actually went to Dr. Fauci and then, um, he sent us to the CC and we said, look, we think we can create, um, with your help, guidelines, um, to, uh, sort of stage in golf, um, have it in its purest form at first and then add in a variety of things, you know, no carts, but, um, no touching pins, et cetera, et cetera. And then as we go from stage one, stage two, stage three, we sort of layer in, um you know different uh parts of the game, and that's how we approached it when when we go into the c d c we thought we might hit a big bureaucracy and them sort of thinking it was self serving which to a certain degree it was um but more importantly to try and give people you know an escape but like people were locked in their bedrooms right and and you only wanted to help create you know some, um something for people to do and so uh, they were incredibly receptive. They were very appreciative. They sort of said, "Look, you're the first sport that's come to us with a plan." Uh, and in working with them and local governments, we created, you know, back to golf, which was uh, a program which we then rolled out through the industry, um, you know, sort of sell it, but presented it to every state. And in various forms, pretty much everywhere adopted it. And so we were closed for, you know, golf was closed in some places for. You know, a month maybe a little bit more it was closed in other places for a couple of weeks um but we were really proud of our ability to kind of um you know bring it back and as one of the first activities that people could do um and then also the leadership in the you know professional uh, game uh you know got it but it was the first sport back on television right? right and so golf became the COVID sport um and as a result um, you know, participation rates have skyrocketed. Um equipment companies can't you know, the biggest problem is supply. Um, you know, we've, we we uh, we're up about fifteen percent in rounds last year despite the fact that the spring was obviously incredibly disrupted. Uh and year over year kind of you know, fall numbers were up forty percent in terms of participation, which is pretty pretty extraordinary growth. Um and so and we think it's now and by the way we had, you know, six hundred and fifty thousand new juniors planned. There was uh we think over you know, almost close to a million of new participants. Uh and so we think there's this generational opportunity now to uh to take advantage of this this spurt and, and grow the game. Um, you know, and not for one year and have it be kind of, you know, ten minutes of fame, but really be uh, a very different thing. You know, we talked about Tiger a little bit before. Uh you know, it's sort of a, I challenge the industry to think about it and say, hey, you know, if Tiger burst on the scene again today and you had that bubble in the game, what would we do differently this time that we didn't do last time to make sure that it wasn't, you know, six months of, of, uh, of, of growth as opposed to, you know, a decade? Right. And, uh, and that's what we're, we're all about now. We have a new, new, uh, slogan called Make Golf Your Thing. You're going to see, uh, that begin to, to, to roll out. Uh, and, uh, we've got, uh, about six working groups across, you know, 90 to 100 people in, uh, various parts of the industry. It's not just us, it's the PGA Tour, it's uh, all the golf bodies, the equipment companies, um, and everybody's, uh, weighing in, uh, to try and make this again a generational growth so we, we can, uh, we can grow the pie, um, and make, you know, not only grow the game, uh, in, in an absolute way, but also make it look a bit more like the rest of the world. Um, so maybe the world will act a little bit more like the game, you know, so there's a lot of, uh, sort of DEI, um, uh, components to this, which we're really excited about as well.
3: And so, Seth, let's talk a little bit more about that if we can. I mean, what are some of the early learnings about that? Because you you have the benefit, I th- both the, the challenge and, and the benefit and the opportunity, as it were, to, to really lean on a pretty, at least geographically, diverse group of people who, you know, do see the game from different perspectives. It's played and and consumed and practiced, as it were, differently in Lynchy's backyard than it is where I grew up in Atlanta versus where Michael Barr grew up in Michigan. And, and obviously, the, the Sun Belt is, is very golf friendly in many ways. But sort of what have you taken away from some of those early conversations about, you know specific things that you can do to grow the game especially for for a younger cohort
2: yeah it's a, it's a great question and it's obviously the you know billion dollar question right and and so my view on it is is that golf in any form is golf right yeah. so um we've been measuring it by 18 holes and you know keeping score right but if you know if one of you you know, puts on your carpet tonight or, you know, or swings in the backyard or, or has time before dark to play three holes. You played golf that day, right? I mean, we don't measure basketball by, you know, 10 and five on five with referees and a scoreboard, right? If you shot hoops in the backyard, you played hoops that day. Yeah. Um, you know, if you, if, and so we think it should be consumed in, in every form. You know, if you think about it, like, you know, some days you want to have, you know, put on a coat and, have a you know a french meal and other times you want a burger and you're in your you know gym shorts right and, and it's all food right and so golf i think is the same thing so we welcome you know Top golf drive shack uh that's great and there're pathways to the game but the boom that we're seeing in part 3 courses around the country uh is very encouraging um uh you, you know so make golf your thing is all about How do we consume it? You know, know, there's certain places where there's going to be music on the range and music in the carts, and that's great. That's golf. And there's other places, you know, where uh, it's going to be, you know, sort of more traditional, and that's great. Um, So, you know, we're uh, we're about sort of encouraging everybody to give it a shot. Golf, right now, maybe for the first time in its life, except you know, back in in, uh, Scotland and the, the you know when the old course was opening up, golf is cool right like it's 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 acceptable right and for for everybody you know if somebody you know if there's places where you're going to wear a hoodie fantastic you know play the game and and so um we're just trying to encourage it in in every form uh that we can and, and our you know our 28,000 are out there to to help people get better at the game to introduce them to it's not uh, it's not just about being welcoming. It's actually invitational. We we want to go find new players. Um, and we want to restore municipal golf to uh, to courses so that people can have access, uh, but also build you know urban golf parks that that introduce people in a in a, in a you know sort of a, a more um, you know beginning kind of way. So it, it's in every form. You know, I think we've spent. A, a few decades kind of making it more complicated, more mm. um, harder, you know, I think there was an emphasis on hard golf courses as opposed to like happy golf courses. Uh and it, you know, it was sort of impenetrable, right? And it was it was intimidating to try to figure out the game. We're gonna break all that down and, and make it um make it something that again is is, you know, welcoming and, and if yeah, you know, the first time somebody sets foot in a golf course, we got to make sure they have a great experience because we want them to come back. Um, and you know, it, it, it doesn't matter what you shoot as long as you, you know, have a good time and and um, uh, and you're with people you want to be in a place you want to be. Right? We don't know that about the game, right? The yeah. Nobody cares what you shot uh, except for you. Um, as long as you're fun to play with, right? And and that's the deal. we just got to get people to to be thinking, you know, that way more than. Know, I got to break eighty today, right? Which is appropriate at certain times, but um, but it isn't, you know, everything about golf.
3: Well, we care about what Lynchy shoots just so we can make fun of him. <laughs> mean, like, let's be let's be one hundred percent honest here. Like, there is a certain benefit to knowing what people shoot, right, Lynchy? Yeah. Yes. This <laughs> yeah. to be clear, Lynchy, I could care less. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
2: At gin dot com, anybody can win you shot. <laughs> Unless you're my partner, then I care a lot. Yeah, right. Yeah, right, exactly.
3: <laughs> or there's money on the, or you're, or you're betting yeah. with him and playing. Yeah, and
2: by the way, you know, you, you bring up betting, which has always been a, you know, part uh, of the, the fun of golf. You know, it's recreationally, obviously. Um, you know, we think the new. Uh, you know, we're we're having uh, gaming uh, at the PGA Championship for the first time this week, and uh, agreement with IMG Arena and. In the pga tour and we're really excited about it because we think that's another you know hook to get new people into the game right it, it's you know it's it's the magic of of um you know fantasy football and DraftKings and everything else that's going on out there and golf is is a perfect um vehicle for that right because there's there's endless possibilities to, to bet ultimately and so it is um you know, we're really excited about that as a, as a creator of fans, um, which, um, and the a, and a, and a younger generation that, that, you know, it appeals to. Uh, and then hopefully that's a gateway towards participation as well.
0: The countdown has begun. From May 14th to 16th, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Carter Economic Forum, powered by Bloomberg. Join heads of state
1: Well, obviously, your banking experience also gave you the Vulcan mind mill, because that's exactly the way I was going to ask for the next question. So I'm going to ask another question, and it does involve your banking experience. What knowledge, because you were the former CEO of Deutsche Bank Americas, that knowledge, how does that carry over to what you're doing today, and, and what nuggets can you pick out of that from your past to to today's
2: job that you have? Uh, it's a it's a nice question and and it um you yeah, know you have to you also have to forget some stuff right <laughs> as well as remember some <laughs> stuff um because it you know it is it is a different world and, and you don't you know having grown up in that world you know you uh, you know by osmosis you sort of um, have experienced everything but um and here you know you 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 gotta know what you don't know and 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 be very open to learn, which, you know, is part of the appeal to me, frankly, is to to understand a whole new business. Um, and so, you know, the a, a big difference here is that like, we're a mission-based organization, right? We have 28,000. Our, our mission is to grow the game um, and to serve our members, right? And if I can make 28,000 lives better, um, I'll, you know, hopefully make millions of lives better through this beautiful game, right, which I think is worthy. And has done more for me than, you know, I, I could have ever imagined, um, in terms of, you know, relationships and lessons learned and, uh, relationships with my children who I, you know, spend an enormous amount of time, you know, in the game with. You'd think I'd be better, uh, but I'm not. <laughs> um, but it, it, um, you know, so, so that's a bit of the difference in terms of the, the similarities, um, is, uh, you know, leadership is leadership, right? And I'm, I'm either, good at that or I'm not. I, I've lived through, you know, sadly through a few crises, right? We, uh, Deutsche Bank, we, uh, you know, nine eleven. we, we had a building that, um, you know, had a 25-story uh, story gash ripped in it. And, uh, you know, we had 6,000 people in there when the first plane hit and, you know, got them all out, um, but lost, you know, lots of friends in the process. And so digging out from underneath that, um, number one, and the other, you know, the financial crisis was another existential moment, right, where I was trying to run a bank as the world was crumbling. Um, and you realize that like, they're not all the same, but the playbook of uh, how to sort of get through a, a crisis is, you know, one is remain calm at all times. Kind of, the, you know, Sully, the pilot who landed the plane in the, in the Hudson River, kind of right. talked about that, um, you know, 90 seconds to make all those decisions. And and so being calm first, but, 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 you know, using your brain, but, and, uh, and, and being smart, but more important, being, um, you know, being human and worrying about the people most, um, and, and having a soul. And then how do you get everybody to the other side of this thing, right? How do you, how do you help, um, how do you sort of make sure financially and every other way your institution you're in charge of is, is going to be stable? Um, and then how do you, um, help all your stakeholders, whether they be your corporate sponsors, our members um, others in the industry you know how do you how do you get them to the side and it's it's an answer you know each one has a slightly different answer um, but at the end of the day, um if you t- take the approach that a crisis is obviously a challenge, but it's also an opportunity it's an opportunity to learn more about yourself more about your institution to clean up things that probably never made sense um, to uh, to make your culture stronger because you, in a crisis, you either blow up or you get closer together. Um, and, you know, that's how you behave in a crisis is what is kind of create, you know, brand and your, your generational brand for, for a long time. And I like to think that that's what we did. Um, we worked hard to, you know, sort of uh, get everybody on the other side. We were great partners with everybody we went We didn't lose partners at all. In fact, we gained some. Our relationships are stronger across the industry because we've been through, you know, a tough time, and we talk about Golf Inc. and all the things that we can uh, do together that are much more powerful than any of the individual uh, you know, institutions or bodies. Um, and uh, and I think as a result, our brand uh, is better. Our our finances are solid, um, as you know, or, or as good or better than we start when we started the crisis. Um, so I, you know, I feel like we've, we've, um, you know, risen to a challenge and, and use it as an opportunity. Um, and I'd say, you know, that, um, that comes from, you know, my 30 odd years of, of, you know, in banking and running, running institutions. Um, you know, people are people and, uh, and, you know, uh, partners are partners and, and it's a time, you know, to be the best possible person and partner you can be when it matters most. Um, And so that's the lesson of the last kind of year and a half for me, for sure.
1: All right, Seth, I'm going to tee you up right here. PGA of America, along with the European tour hosts the Ryder cup in September. Let it go. Let it rip. Tell everybody what's going to be happening. That's not been happening in other golf courses.
2: Yeah. Well, look, we, um, uh, we couldn't be more excited about September. We, we, uh, it, it was a, it was one of the challenges of last year was, was pushing it back a year was, uh, you know, it was a hard decision, um, because we, you know, we were holding fanless experiences. Uh, but we didn't think the Ryder Cup without fans was a Ryder Cup. You know, it's based on. So the you know, tribalism of, of uh, rooting for your country or rooting for your continent, and um, that's an essential part of, uh, of the whole thing. You know, the essence of the whole thing. And so we worked with the tour, and it was complicated in the sense of you know we we're working schedules uh, all last year to try and get the four majors in and uh, as much of the PGA tour and the FedEx Cup and everything else. Um, but we have a you know, the tour has a thing called the Presidents Cup, which was scheduled for this year, and you obviously can't do those. In the same year, and so uh, we got them, and as one of our great partners, to roll back a year. And we rolled back a year, so that we can have a real Ryder Cup. And we're excited that we think we're, we're, you know, working obviously with the state and local officials, and watching everything we can, and talking to our own healthcare uh, experts, and and working with uh the c d c and everybody else to um to try and hold uh a full fan experience in uh at whistling straits this september and we think uh we're really hopeful that that will happen um if we don't quite get to full it'll be it'll be very close uh and um you know we uh you know there's a uh, between that you know i i think in terms of reopening from the u s perspective things are gonna Start so happening really fast, and they have over the last couple of weeks. And and we sort of hold, owe it to ourselves, frankly, um, to you know kind of come out of this thing as as you know, strong as we you know uh, or as quickly, I suppose, and intelligently and responsibly. But as as we kind of went into it, um, and I think it'd be an amazing exclamation point to a year um, and. You know, it is the coolest thing in golf. Uh, it really is. I don't know if any of you have ever been to one, but that first, you know, shot on uh, the first tee on the first day, uh, I, you know, which is, it's usually, you know, uh, LeBron hitting one at the, at the buzzer, but, you know, it's, it really is, that's, that's the moment of Ryder Cup. And, um, we think, you know, particularly with the Olympics, which are obviously an amazing event, maybe the greatest in, in you know, in the world of sports. Um, it's going to be a bit odd this year, right? It it, uh, it won't be you know an Olympics in the way that we think you know of them in terms of fans and people traveling to it, et cetera, et cetera. But the Ryder Cup, we think, can be that, and so it really will be a celebration, hopefully, at the end of um, you know what's this nightmare and and uh, and a celebration of golf having led through the pandemic, both from a you know, viewing perspective and professional perspective, as well as uh, as well as participation. I'm really proud of the game and how it's uh, kind of stepped up and, and been this vehicle for for good um, in this. And, and we think the Ryder Cup again can be that incredible exclamation point um, at the end of you know a long a long year and a half.
3: Yeah. Well, Seth, we really, really appreciate your time. Uh, we know it's a super busy week. Uh, all the best uh, with this and everything that is to come as uh, golf, as Lynchy and you ha- have talked about uh, here and, and before, you know, really has been uh, part of the way that, that we've gotten through this. And, and so we're excited uh, to see what comes next. We really appreciate it. Best of luck.
2: Yeah, we're excited. You know, it's an $85 billion business with 2 million people working in it. And, uh, They've worked hard to, to help a lot of other people this year, and we're, we're looking forward to you know, making that a, a much bigger number on, on both ends. So I uh, appreciate you guys, Karen, and we'll tune in this weekend. It's going to be great theater. This is an amazing place.
1: This is the Bloomberg Business of Sports podcast. I'm Michael Barr. You can follow me on Twitter at Big Bar Sports.
2: And I'm Mike Lynch. You can follow me at Lynch
3: EWCVB. And I'm Jason Kelly. Follow me at Jason Kelly News. We're here each and every Monday, Wednesday and Thursday exploring the world of money and sports. You're listening to
1: Bloomberg Business of Sports on Bloomberg Radio around the world and online wherever you get your podcasts.
0: The countdown has begun from May 14th to 16th. A thousand global leaders will gather in Doha